How's it going, everybody? I'm AJ Cueve. Welcome to another episode of Genre Geeks. Uh, this is going to be an interesting episode because this is our first time streaming our podcast on uh, on Twitch. We're Genre Geeks on Twitch. If you want to ever check out our live stream, how we make this beautiful masterpiece that is our podcast. <laughs> so with me, of course, is Darren Young and Matt Combs. What's going on, guys? Hello. 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 Um, we could be it's weird so we're mixing like a pot we went from podcast which is exclusively uh audio or like audio to a stream which is both audio and visual so you have to be weary of all the yeah i can't pick my nose anymore i'm not gonna lie this is episode eight there is a number more than one where i was almost naked recording the podcast (laughs) so not anymore like i literally like i told amber the other night when we were about to record i'm like all right i'm gonna go record she's like you're not gonna put on clothes i'm like why (laughs) this isn't my job (laughs) hey you could you could not be wearing pants right now you don't know wait are you wearing pants matt (laughs) i'm fully clothed Oh my god! You want, me, you, want me to turn, you want me to turn on my Oculus or my HTC headset and show you? If you wanted to, you could totally just put that on like a chair or something, and that's your webcam, the most expensive webcam ever, with the most garbage yeah. video footage. <laughs> All right, well, welcome to the show. Uh, oh yeah, how was before we start, AJ? I was going to mention too. If you are listening to this, if you're standard, most of our listeners are just listeners. But if you want to, then of course you can go back onto Twitch, find our channel. Give us a follow, and then you can watch back the broadcast live too. If I mean, so before you get started listening, if you're listening to it right now, then just go back to Twitch. You can watch it and listen at the same time if you want to, or you can just listen however you want to. But just yeah, just yeah. Just we don't have a set schedule yet. As we go along, we'll try to have a more solid schedule. That way, you guys can. Uh, we'll try to give you as much heads up as possible, so you guys can follow us on a or sub sub to us, whatever. I'm a noob when it comes to Twitch, so I'm gonna use all the wrong. I'm gonna use a bunch of YouTube terms for uh, yeah. it. He's referring to the follow button. You can stalk us on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Follow us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on YouTube, which we don't actually have YouTube. But yeah, I'm just trying to... Actually, we do, sir. I'm just trying to inform AJ, who is a complete boomer when it comes to like social media, it (laughs) seems like. (laughs) So yeah, follow us on Twitch, and then you can get notifications to when we go live, that kind of stuff. But yeah, we'll try to have a consistent schedule, but it's hard with a child. So I mean, child and then child-to-be, and then Matt is actually still a child, too. So we got three children. (laughs) Between the the three of us, there's like six kids at the end of this. Well, one one perfect example of that is that Matt couldn't even spell the word genre apparently because he was following trying to follow us on Twitch and he was like, I, I can't you, find our channel. How did you spell? It's was, important to me. How did you spell genre? I spelled gene. <laughs> I didn't even put the R in there. I was a gene geeks. Yeah. Oh, that's our was, next podcast like, where we can talk that? about DNA. That'd be fun. We can just have a discussion about our genetics. Wow. Oh, that's so good. Gene Dude, geeks. Whenever I. I I wasn't on my phone, so I couldn't use voice to text. It's a very simple word to spell, I know, but like, I couldn't use voice to text. <laughs> All right, well, uh, how's your? I know it hasn't been a full week since our last show, but anything of note since the last time we talked? Uh, well, I think the only thing that was relevant is that we obviously that I, I talked about it in the last episode was about our professional disc golfer coming to Wichita Falls. So yes. we finally announced that to the community today. So that was a pretty nice and cool response. And we've gotten a lot of people that are already committed to going to the event. So it's going to be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, otherwise, I had the new Mexican, or me, Matt and I both had the new Mexican restaurant today that's in town called Fiesta Mariachi. Really that's good. Really good. 
It was good. Dude, that's that's if like Wichita, I'll give it credit. That their entire everything about their ambition of the town, about what they want to spend their money on, they will say no to anything to better the city except for restaurants. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I don't know if it's a franchise. I think it's a franchise, but uh, either way, I mean the we we could spend all episode talking about that. Like <laughs> about, about restaurants or about no Fiesta? no the oh, city. Okay. <laughs> like man, their menu was incredible. Let's go on no, for an hour. Mexican restaurants, <laughs> Chinese <I> restaurants. <laughs> restaurants yeah. are great. I love restaurants. Um, um, but it was good. Uh, we had a really interesting waiter who was like one of the best salesmen I've ever had at a restaurant God, before. A salesman. Waiter, he was a good waiter for sure. He was a bit over the top and sometimes like it was really funny because like I was looking at the the drink menu and he just started going through like, you know, I'd, I'd flip the page and you say, oh, yeah, you should try this one here. It's got well, this, this and this. And like, I mean, he was being he was being a good waiter. He was being like recommending things. But all of the things that he recommended were like the most expensive high dollar items that he could offer. And so it's like, OK, I can see that that's, there's that's some amateur move. Come on. He's like, yeah, yeah. big, big bill means big tip. So. Right. Well, like one of the things he was recommending to me was like this drink that was like they carved out a pineapple and then put the drink inside the the carved out pineapple. And of course, he was describing it to me. But the only thing I saw on the menu was the nineteen dollars that it cost for this <laughs> yeah. drink. And like I didn't care what he person, said. Yes. I don't care that if the drink was going to do backflips like after I finished drinking it. Like I'm not paying nineteen dollars for any drink. It doesn't matter. No, you're so, right. So yeah, I I basically. My, and like, my freaking pina colada was sixteen dollars. Yeah, it was like that. a little like medium drink at Whataburger, yeah, but it was, it was sixteen dollars. <laughs> that Dude, that's I'm such an old man now. I refuse to drink anything outside of my home, <laughs> like yeah, like alcoholic wise. It's just too expensive. Dude, that's I would drink more if it didn't cost so much. But like even like the Blue Moon that I got there, me and Brandy shared a Blue Moon. Actually, I had most of it, but I mean it was like seven dollars and it was an okay size. But it's like this is it was ridiculous. Thirty-two ounce though, wasn't it? No, it's twenty-two ounces. Oh, that's the biggest mm. they had. I guess that's what I asked for, so I hope so. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. It, but it, uh, overall, um, Fiesta Mariachi was uh, the, the it's the best Mexican restaurant in town, in my opinion, at least. So yeah, that's um, saying a lot, considering you're in that Texoma like mm-hmm. area where every you can't throw a rock without hitting like three Mexican restaurants. Yeah, I I like El Tapatio more. I I've had three mediocre meals from there, so. I mm. have not been a big fan of it, but anyways, Lovely. that's not really that interesting for viewers yeah. that aren't with more stuff all. <laughs> so, uh, we can, uh, that's really all I think, I mean, that's relevant. I mean, I changed a lot of diapers. That's fun. So, uh, that's Matt, AJ, what did you guys do this week or since the last time we recorded? Matt, go on. Is there, cause uh, either your answer is going to be nothing or you're going to actually have something interesting. So either way, I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's Lovely. whenever if we were like a good podcast where it would like the screen would stop and then it would say what do you think matt's going to say and i'll have like four different options we'll and do then that next time st- we'll do that on stream we'll have a little game <laughs> where uh people what did matt do this I'm gonna, week i'm gonna make sure it did something <laughs> yeah, i have a little poll real quick that'd be funny uh but, all right aj well, what you got uh well i <laughs> spent the last like two days yesterday and today setting this whole thing up yeah. So I I was just basically getting a really really like hard crash course in Twitch. <laughs> so like learning everything I can as quickly as I can like watching streams like not like enjoying them just like with like a notepad like trying to figure out what worked and <laughs> then what didn't work. Uh playing with little template stuff like I made this it it, it looks better when I'm actually uh gaming with it because it has like usually my uh my webcam is in the bottom right corner but 
just basically studying Twitch, trying to figure out how the crap this thing works because it's so foreign to me. I never watch Twitch. Like I just I don't, and I still kind of don't get the appeal of watching someone live play a game when you can watch like LPs on YouTube where they cut out all the boring crap and it's just like content, content, content. But yeah, I, I, I gotta I stay. I, I gotta stay young. Enjoyed Twitch, but like, I mean, obviously, like, yes, there is sometimes whenever like. I don't know. I think a good streamer makes it entertaining the entire time. Like uh, one streamer that I really enjoy watching, but like <laughs> it's not not really that exciting or not not really that I'm not proud of it. But like XQC is hilarious. Dude, like, he's so funny. I mean, he's the most cringy guy. Like I probably would never actually <laughs> want to talk to him in real life. But like he is incredibly entertaining, and like it's kind of like Doctor Disrespect is a uh you know a character like but he's obviously a character i think mm-hmm. xqc also plays a character which i don't know how much you've watched of him aj but he's like really over the top really vulgar like his twitch chat is a bunch of freaking like super toxic. just normies and they're so toxic they just spam emotes the entire time but it's mm. really really funny and i don't know and he <laughs> he plays overwatch and then just like freaks out i, I don't know you just have to watch it man but oh i gotta expand I, my my horizons a bit like i, I have think, such like a reserved boomer mentality to twitch and so like i said i'm trying there's a few channels i really enjoy yeah but, i think that you just maybe haven't seen a good streamers then because i mean a lot of the times like if their content isn't enjoyable the entire time then they're not a good streamer in my opinion yeah i got you, you. Know, like and, and there are plenty of good streamers out there so but yeah anyways i mean yeah we'll see how this goes this is, i mean this is more of like a supplemental thing to our podcast rather than actually like the main focus you know yeah exactly so people that want to watch us on twitch then they're welcome to do that and then eventually like you know if there are people actually that come on and watch us then we can answer questions live rather than having to answer them on the back end so that'd be kind of cool but yeah, yeah. So. i guess the priority um, really is the audio portion like on anchor and spotify and apple yeah. itunes and stuff so but. uh so yeah crash course on twitch and so something i wanted to tell you guys about so i was i got a webcam obviously and so i was at best buy and they had one of the demo booths set up and they had have you guys seen those bose sunglasses no. Oh, yes. They're bows. They're head yes. they're speakers, headphone things, but they're bows. And so I've been they're... mocking these things since I've seen because they keep popping up as ads. Okay. And yeah. uh no, I, I, I did try them. them. So oh they look gosh, like so uh I mean you get think of it visually. I can just literally show you guys what it looks like. But like they look like um just like black aviator kind of looking sunglasses and uh, ray bands. But the uh the bars are thicker, like the the leg arms i guess i don't know i don't wear glasses so the uh, the sides of them are thicker Ear and pieces. enough yeah well, those pieces, pieces. <laughs> sure well they're the music bars. pieces because they're they're full of music <laughs> and so <laughs> what i was what i envisioned was like basically music blasting from your head so i see them and i hit the demo button i don't have them on yet i'm holding them i hit the demo button and i'm like <laughs> is it working so like, i don't hear anything so then as oh, i yeah. put them on my head it sounds really good <laughs> It's, so it's wait, crazy. So what does it do? Is it like, is it not playing you, music out of the headphone? I don't know the how the, ma- it's Matt. Go- do you know how it works, Matt? Yes, I know how it works. By all means. Have y'all seen those? Uh, there's like these headphones that came out on, from Kickstarter, but it's like a new technology. It uses like vibration. Yeah. To, what is it called? There's a word for it. I don't know what it's called either, but there is a these, bone conducting thing, right? Bone yeah. conduction. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. But like there was a really early technology of those for the longest time i guess bose took it and made it better i guess but yeah it, it vibrates in uh like in your skull i guess or something i don't really know what 
vibrates, but like it it, u- it uses vibration to hear. How? But how though? I mean, dude, like, I don't know. It was magic because like you you have it, you hear it, you have it on your head. It, no, okay. it just it sounded like it was coming from the tips of your glasses. That's what it felt like. Like you put them on. But, if, but could if, you hear it? Like okay, so like if I had your glasses, could you hear it here? No. And could you like, hear it's it? It's not here? like arms. No, no, like it's. I didn't Only hear it until it was. It was yeah, yes. like basically put it on like the bridge of your nose is when I started hearing music. I took That's it off so that. Crazy. I can hear a tiny, tiny bit. Like I was That's very cool piece of technology. Yeah, it was me just like standing there in silence, holding the glasses, like. Okay, I think I can hear. I think I can hear it now. But then I put them on, and dude, it's the biggest thing to me is it was good quality audio. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, like, it's, because it's not uh, actually audio, right? I mean, that's the thing too. It's not like, but, oh my god, I got to read about this. audio. I'm saying, but like, it's not like it's not projecting audio into your ears. It's, using, it's yeah, like it's your your skull is. I I, I got to read about it. I got nothing else to say about that. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah, dude, it was insane. So like, I uh. I went there like, first of all, here's something I want to talk about. I, as a not white person, I don't know if you guys share this stress, <laughs> not but walking around a, a Best Buy specifically where they think there's very expensive products there. If you're just <laughs> kind of walking around, no real plan. It was my day off. I'm like, I just wanted to get out of the house. So I'm walking around Best Buy <laughs> and every like realistically every five to six minutes there was a hey can i help you with anything like no man i'm just looking all right and then they just stand there <laughs> watching <laughs> and i'm like you can go away now sir don't you have a shelf to stock or something and so i'd walk around like i was just walking around the movies looking at stuff like they every time i stopped it was like hey can i help you with anything i'm like dude this is beyond customer service now yeah absolutely like this is just like harassment almost so uh eventually and then i was holding my the webcam i was gonna get which is like 60 bucks 70 bucks and then they really started following me around the store then of course yeah yeah and i'm just like come on guys huh like it was that part was infuriating but yeah i mean I, that was like i don't it, know it, if it, that's necessarily best buy in general or if that's because you're a person of color. So I think I'm going to go with the, of... I'm going to go with the person of color. Cause there were yeah. old white people there and they didn't get asked every 10 seconds. Did you need, are you going to need help? You good? And they well, needed help. It. Cause they're old. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And it feels like old white people will be easier to manipulate into buying something you don't need to. So yeah, you kind of weird. And I'm like, I'm young. I know what I'm looking for in this electronic yeah. store. Exactly. You're not going to sell they're me on crap. Walking around like, Oh yeah, we do need a third printer. <laughs> yeah. so. <clears throat> so that was neat like i'm not considering getting it but i'm definitely want to like have something that uses that technology because it was really cool that sounds incredible like i can't imagine like me just sitting here listening to music while my glasses are just <laughs> on my face yeah the only <laughs> that thing sounds is, nuts i mean if they put that technology in like normal glasses like actual like prescription glasses then that'd be really neat but these are like they're sunglasses so the oh, only time okay. you can have them is when a look like a douchebag. I think, or be out in the sun. I wouldn't doubt it, Thank and I, you would think that'd be part of their marketing more if that were if that were a thing. I don't know, but uh, so that was my week. Like we, it's been like what four days, five days since the last time we shot or recorded. Something, Something like that. that, yeah. Yeah, so not a ton uh, that's happened during the week. Actually, okay, I also started watching and then turned off because I could not get through it uh, a movie called uh, called Derailed it's on Amazon and so on my days off typically if I have the time like 
today, like I watched it today, I'll just go on uh, like Amazon video or Netflix and just watch a garbage. I'm not intended to be garbage. Like watch some kind of like horror movie or thriller. It's just, they're always interesting plots to me. It was called derailed where it was like uh, the, the picture was a train, sorry, a train sitting at the bottom of like a lake, like water. And so like a train cart, like with full of people. I'm like, okay, sure. So then I, uh, I started the movie and it's about a group of people. Keep in mind, I couldn't get through it, but it's a uh, movie about a group of people who are doing like a murder mystery on a train. (laughs) And it does the cliche, any movie with a murder mystery plot always has the same moment where like the host or something is like there, he's always over the top and is like, there's going to be a murder. Hmm." (laughs) And like, there's like one person kind of rolling their eyes like, this is stupid. And then like the dude who's like, so everyone get ready because there's going to be a murder. He like dropped dead right then. And like, there's always like the, he's, this is a bit, right? Clearly it's a bit. And it's always followed by like one person, like, like touching his pulse or something. Like, I think dude's really dead, (laughs) but like it goes on for like denial. Like they're so like in denial of like, either this is scary and like we need to figure something out or this, they're really committed to this bit. <laughs> so like they do that and then they get derailed off the, uh, a thing. And so they end up like in a lake. Like, so the train is slowly cart is slowly sinking Uh, there. It's like floating on top of the lake initially. So like they can get out, but that's when the second plot happens where there's a, uh, there's like a monster in the lake, <laughs> like a swamp thing looking <laughs> thing. And the second it showed up and like, it was the most garbage, like film school project, like rubber suit. Like I had to, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. And I turned it off, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun for sure. For a minute where I'm just like this movie. Cause like it looks bad. The CGI looked bad. Like the train being derailed and all that. I mean, they, you do what you got to do, but like, mm. as soon as the monster was introduced, that was the official kicker of like, and I can't, I'm done. <laughs> this is just bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so that was my week. Nice. Um, <clears throat> there's a few things I for sure wanted to talk about. I have a little list here. First of all, and we talked about this a tiny, tiny bit. Uh, they have, they've been talking about it for a while about a Candyman reboot slash, uh, sequel. <clears throat> and they okay. officially announced or showed the poster today. Uh, today's Tuesday. And they announced that they're going to release a trailer on Thursday for this movie. And from what I understand, you two don't know anything about Candyman. Yep. YouTube. Oh, no. Okay. You mean, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know anything about Candyman. Yes. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, it was a big deal in the nineties. And what's funny, a little trivia about me, uh, very, very conservative Christian household growing up. Wasn't allowed to watch any horror movies. And so one time I was, how old was I? I must've been like s- between seven and 10, like between that age. And, uh, I was watching TV in my room. I had a little TV in my room and I, f- there was a, they started Candyman started playing on the TV. I, I knew the name cause I had a buddy who was super in horror movies explain. It's kind of like bloody Mary. He was saying, I'm like, all right, well I'm not allowed to watch horror movies. So let's watch this. So I started watching it and it messed me up for years. <laughs> I was seriously traumatized by that movie. Cause going from never seeing a horror movie to Candyman <laughs> at let's cut the difference and say eight years old, <laughs> was horrifying it's about this guy who and you learn more about his lore because there's like two or three movies uh he was a slave back in the day he was black he, he is black and he was a slave back in the day fell in love with this white woman uh everyone in the town found out 
they started lynching him and they, and this is going to get a little gross. Like they covered him in honey and bees stung him to death and they cut off oh his hand. It's, it's horrible. But oh, then that, then be, that becomes his niche later where like his bees, niche. Yeah. Like, you know, every serial killer has a thing. Freddy Krueger's like dreams. His niche uh, is covering his victims in honey. Well, bees. bees kill them. Bees, bees is his thing. <laughs> well, that's part of his niche. Bee and this man. is part in, hi- <laughs> in hindsight. It's so much worse. Cause you're like, okay, well, Freddy Krueger has nightmares. Sure. Uh, Jason has camping and, you know, the hockey mask. Sure. Okay. Uh, Candyman's thing is a, his name's cam. His name's Candyman, but B he like has bees that come out of his mouth and stuff. And he has a hook hand. And he, <laughs> if you say his name five times in front of the mirror, he shows up and kills you. Thanks. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, I remember all that these, as a kid. Yeah, I it's like all these different elements that. of like bloody Mary and like, yeah. I, hook hand guys, so like the hash slinging slasher. Yeah. Like all these different elements. Uh, so anyway, it, that movie was really, really big back in the early nineties, I believe. So big horror movie and they made two garbage sequels, I believe. And so that's really it. No one's really talked about it much. And they've been rumoring that they've been working on it for the last couple of years. And then Jordan Peele of Keen Peele, us, uh, get out fame, Oscar winner, uh, Jordan Peele announced he is working on this new movie, the, the Candyman movie, which is a huge deal for horror fans because he's one, again, he's one of those dudes up there with Freddy Krueger, Jason, uh, Ghostface, Michael Myers and them. So hmm. they officially showed a poster today, which is just his hook. If you look it up, uh, it's his hook with some honey on it, which that's everything you need to know. Basically what I just told you about him. <laughs> and okay. then, um, they announced that they're going to release a trailer on, on Thursday. So it's a, it's a really big deal. Uh, the guy who played Candyman, Tony Todd, is a huge staple in horror, uh, like a, a lot of stuff. He was in Final Destination. If you've ever seen Final Destination, he plays uh, the coroner. He's just really this giant, tall black man with this grisly voice that is just like gravel. Like it's really uh, perfect. So hmm. uh, he's a part of it. I don't believe he's playing Candyman again. But yeah, so there's that. They uh, Big deal about the Candyman movie. Nice. I, actually, I, I recommend checking out. I think it's on Netflix if you want to check out the first Candyman. I am a little girl. Don't watch so it. It's horrifying. I, it's so scary. I mean, right. I watched I, it again like the last year or so. It doesn't hold up that well. Dude, I mean, I do not like. I mean, it, I mean, you've been around me when we watch anything gory or anything like horror related. Like I'm s- sitting there with my hat over my face because I don't actually want to watch the movie. Like so, it's. Yeah, I'm a little girl when it comes it. to horror stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think I've seen. Like I, oh, I watched uh, kind of similar to you. I watched uh, the first horror movie, I guess horror um, was Saw. I watched that with some friends, mm-hmm. and I at at, the, at it was I was like in probably fifth grade. Like I, we watched Saw, and it was like I, I was so distraught by that movie. Like they were <laughs> basically like we went over to his house to hang out, and there was like five of us that all went over there, and like. I don't. I didn't know what we were doing, and I guess the plan was to watch Saw. And so they all we watched Saw for like an hour, and after an hour, I was like, "Dude, I can't watch this anymore." So I just went upstairs, and they all kept watching Saw, and I sat upstairs by myself for like an You're hour. You're such a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so oh, I was distraught. I I mean, I've seen like probably two of those movies since then, and they those aren't even really horror movies because it's they're just really, literally they're not. They're it's just I mean it's just people just getting like randomly killed by like this 
psychopath. It's more gore. So the genre yeah. is yeah. The genre is called torture porn. That's literally what that genre is torture called. Torture like porn. Oh, yes, that's, that's, that's literally the genre. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually I love uh I love the Saw movies. They're they get garbage, but like as a movie, the first one was directed by James Wan, like co-directed by James Wan. He is the guy who directed uh well Aquaman. He also directed the I think the Conjuring movies and Fast and Furious Seven. Like he's mm. gone on to do huge things at, since that movie, and also the history mm. of the first Saw. It was a shoestring budget, where literally the uh, I think the other writer is the other guy in the room. So like in in Saw, there's two guys chained in a bathroom. Yeah. The other guy, one's Carl Ilways, uh, he's an actor. The other guy is literally like the dude who like wrote the movie, basically co-wrote the movie. <laughs> like That's they had crazy. they had no money, they had no budget, and so it's just like a really guerrilla style way of making a movie. Huh. So. That's cool. But yeah, yeah so I- they're. Yeah. I will not uh, watch Candyland is what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah, not going to watch it. Because, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see. I, can, I don't like watching horror movies in theaters just because people scare me more than the movie. What did we so, watch recently that was a horror movie? We went to see some movie that was in a theater and I and I like wanted to leave. I can't remember you what did? it was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't like it was a horror-esque movie, but it wasn't really a horror movie. And I cannot remember what it was. Did anyway, you see Halloween? No. I didn't. I wouldn't call Halloween horror. Like it's, I wouldn't either, it's horror. But... Yeah, it's it's a slasher, but like it's not scary. Like tonally, it's not scary. I was like, thinking to Darren, it would be though. <laughs> I think like the last one that I remember seeing, which is definitely not the last one I saw, but like the last name that I can mention was like Paranormal Activity. Like that was the last horror. horror movie that I saw yeah. in in theaters. And oh my god, I felt like I, uh, I was gonna pee my pants. And and it's not even that really that scary in retrospect. It's just like the first one for sure or not. It takes yeah. like it's literally the and it only works because it's the first one where right. like the whole movie is built up to the pop. <laughs> exactly, right. But, but yeah, it's uh, it was. I mean, I and I, I it would say I enjoyed it. Like looking back on it, like it was very exciting, but also at the same time, like. It, it was very cliche in a lot of ways where it was like, why would you go in that room? You know, that's where the bad thing is. Stop doing it. <laughs> you know. That's why, and like after this, we'll get off this topic, but that's why a movie I highly recommend, not not with you at all, Darren, but <laughs> uh, Scream. Uh, the, the, it's a franchise now, or yeah. it became a franchise, but the first Scream movie, it's whole thing, like I told you, Freddy Krueger's Dreams and stuff. Scream, uh, Ghost Space is the villain. Right? It, it's not a parody per se, it's tongue in cheek and it's, it actually completely changed the way uh, those kind of movies were made. It was very, very meta hmm. where literally in the movie, a character goes, all right, so if this were to be a horror movie, there are three rules. <laughs> One, like you got the innocent girl who's going to live till the end. They're like, two, if you do drugs, have sex, any of that stuff, you will die. <laughs> and three, never use the phrase, I'll be right back. <laughs> like he's in like that's a it's a thing that moved on like literally uh they did uh a, a, not a reboot but like they did like a, another sequel that came out like i don't know 15 years after the other one it was part four they brought back into the guy and he was like okay so the rules when it comes to horror remakes they're like <laughs> bigger badder gory gory blood so if you die you're gonna get messed up like that's one of the reasons I really like scream is they're very tongue in cheek in that way. Yeah. That's or like, you'll see there's a character who's like watching a movie, a scary movie and he's talking to the scary movie. I think it's like Friday the 13th or something. And like the killer is sneaking up behind him. And so he's like talking to the movie, like, what are you doing, dude? Get out of the house. The killer's right there. Move. And like the killer's little, like, it's that kind of thing that's that funny. makes that movie special. Wes Craven, the guy who directed, wrote and directed it is uh, was a genius. He died though. So that's our horror movie talk. 
something else I uh, definitely wanted to talk about, and this can uh, end up leading into our next uh, next discussion was so Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, is officially stepping down as CEO. Now this doesn't seem like it outright affect us, uh, but this guy. Let me look up his accolades real quick. Since Iger joined or took over CEO of Disney in 2005, he has proceeded over a period of dramatic expansion for the company. <clears throat> Starting a with, ton. yeah, he bought Pixar for 7.4 billion dollars. <laughs> when? Uh, I don't remember. It was since the, 2005. So what oh, happened was okay. like Pixar worked with Disney, like the Toy mm. Story and A Bug's Life and all them. Uh, but then they straight up just bought them as a company. Like Disney just mm. straight, straight up bought Pixar. Okay. For seven point four billion, and now almost every Disney movie is now Pixar, though. Sure. Right. Um. So there's that. They bought Marvel for. I th- I don't know if this article is correct. It says Marvel for four billion dollars and Lucasfilm for four billion dollars. I th- I was under the assumption it was the same purchase. It could maybe not be. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Same, what do you mean? What do you what? mean the same purchase? Marvel and Lucasfilm. I was under the impression that four billion dollars bought both. Oh um, no no but no! But yeah, according that's way to wrong. this, well, according to this article. That's two separate. That was, they spent eight billion dollars yeah. buying Marvel and Lucasfilm. That right. I guess so. I didn't realize that. Uh, hmm. And then so, but that brings up a little bit of the point that uh, Matt, we had this discussion a couple episodes about how you thought that Disney should buy Spider-Man back for five billion dollars. Uh, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I still think they should. If you can't tell by my uh, picture. but and i just i gave you more information of they bought pixar which is the it literally that's their engine right now for lack of better term for making movies for 7.4 billion marvel all of marvel except for (laughs) spider-man and like in fox so cap thor all of them for 4 billion and then star wars lucas films which is star wars and indiana jones for 4 billion I still think he's worth it. Yep, that's Matt for you. That's if you have also okay. This is a perfect time to reference the meme that we received. Is that was that in the have we really sent the email yet? No, I I posted it on our Facebook though. The, yes, the, a screenshot of the. Which will is it just that is that our only email we received since the last episode? Uh, we or? received two? two. I think we received two. We I might have we only can... received one. I'm go just going to go ahead and just, re- we don't have to read the email necessarily, but one of our regular viewers is Wayne. Is that correct? Yeah. Wayne, Wayne yeah. Clarkson. Wayne Clarkson. Although I probably shouldn't so have put his last name out there, but thank uh, you. Wayne. <laughs> Wayne Jackson. Just, just edit it out. <laughs> uh, uh, it's fine. We're only no alive streaming. Watch this. Uh, so Wayne, he sent us an email and I'm not going to read it. We'll read it later. The contents of the email, but, one of the things he sent us also was a meme that he made, which you should, if you can't haven't already, maybe you can pull it up, AJ. I'm gonna um, pull it up. Go ahead, keep yeah. going. <laughs> Basically, it is the like fix a flat, whatever that, or what I can't remember what the actual. <laughs> I don't know, but I love that meme. It, it basically, it's the guy a flex seal. That's what it is. Yeah, he's got like the you know it has it in his hand. He slaps it against the like the jar of water, all the water spilling out, and it's <laughs> basically Matt is the guy, and then. The forming a thoughtless opinion is running yeah, out is. of the thing, and then <laughs> Matt is sla- slapping Flex Seal on it and saying, "Just saying." Yeah, <laughs> basically, forms all his opinion. <laughs> Slap. I'm just saying. I love there that. There, so there good. it is. Yeah, AJ just put it on the screen for you guys. I can't. So. I can't fit all of it on here. 
I can't put all of it on here. Actually, you know what? I can just give me one second. <laughs> I got to cover up all the stuff that the rest of the stream. We're I say still... shouldn't see. He doesn't. <clears throat> We're a professional pod- podcast. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yep. So Matt forms a lot of opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying that's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> that like perfectly <laughs> encapsulates us. AJ like sent you, that but, to like, us. Us as a show. Yeah, AJ sent that to us a couple of days ago, and I just <laughs> died laughing when I saw it. But anyways, it's just perfect because Matt was saying he like AJ was like, okay, Matt, <laughs> Lucasfilm is about for four billion. <laughs> evidence, Marvel evidence, is about evidence, for evidence. four billion. <laughs> <laughs> so Spider Man is not worth five billion. So yeah, it is. It's well, like the Patrick just, meme too. It's like yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> the wallet, the ID. Spider-Man's worth five million. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it does I, happen, and Spider-Man is the main dude of Marvel, y'all won't be uh, saying this. We'll I'm, see. I'm not saying I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. What I am saying is that there's evidence to suggest that he's not worth it because other bigger things are way like that have been purchased previously were worth more. That's what I'm saying. But when he's the face of a franchise, he's definitely worth it. Says the guy with the Spider-Man profile pic. Yeah. I think you're a little bit biased. Hey Matt, yeah. remember when I mentioned that your like how you care about a character should have nothing to do with how you feel about the movie, the quality of the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that goes with everything. You're I like <laughs> Like it's just so like if it like your wallet if it was your money if you're like all right Matt will you buy Spider Man for I don't know I'm trying to think money that's relative to you would you buy Spider Man for two thousand dollars right now like me own the friend like you the you have to no rights? no for no for Disney but you have to buy it for two thousand dollars do you have that on you oh uh, actually yeah. Oh, well, brag about it. I don't know, just something. <laughs> Dang, bro, you're rich. Hit me up. Oh, so you can buy a mic for yourself. I mean, <laughs> Dang. Anyway, so, yeah, there was uh, Bob Iger. Stuff, and and he, it is a big deal because he was responsible for a lot of that, uh, a lot of that stuff. So the guy replacing him. Well, actually, let's keep going on here in the article. Uh, he, jeez. Uh, Disney Films grossed an unprecedented 13 billion in 19 in 2019 alone. He Disney grossed 13 billion at the box office. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so the guy replacing him is Bob Kegger. I'm trying to find out how to pronounce this dude's last name. Is it also uh, another weird sounding Bob? Yeah, right. That's the jokes. Like it's Bob. Like uh, it was one of the memes I saw was uh, the meme of Obama putting a medal on Obama. <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I can't find guy's name now. All of a sudden. Anyway, uh, Chapik. That's his name. Sorry, it's Bob Chapik. Is oh, going to be the new CEO, and he is in charge of. And I didn't realize this, dude. So during Bob Iger's time, they bought something called BamTech. It's a streaming tech provider called BamTech in 2017, which I guess like that helped launch Disney Plus. I guess like they used some of that stuff that they bought to help create that. And yeah. then they also own Hulu now in Disney. Yeah, they've owned Hulu for a long time. Yeah, it's... The whole Monopoly thing is always frowned upon. It's, I mean, so far it's good, it's good content. It's quality. But is that not getting a little bit scary now? Yes. I don't think it is. 
Okay, I'm just I'm just saying there's literally like they have to go through like a government process to like like this to be approved. So I don't think the government will let it happen. What happened? Monopoly. It is a monopoly, basically. They don't. They own a lot. I'm saying it's becoming now. If you squint your eyes, you're like. That's all Disney. I'm not, like, I'm, not doubt, I'm not saying it's not a monopoly. I'm just saying, like... You did... No, no, no. We have a recording, Matt. When we're just having casual conversation, I can't go back and record you and tell you you're wrong. But we have a recording, and you said it's not a monopoly. You said it. Ryan, why back the tape? Somebody. <laughs> you did. Okay, if, if... Okay. I... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> See... <laughs> I've, yeah, I want my th- thoughtless opinion to happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I just don't no. think it's a big deal. I mean, I think I mean, it's it could be I a think big deal. Pretty, it could be a very big deal if you don't if you're not weary about this happening. I, I like, think that just, the yeah. the thing that mo- is most concerning to me is that they are, they own a lot of things and they also own a lot of like me- mainstream media companies too. Like I think they own like. I don't know. I'm not sure if they own they own CNN or Fox or NBC, but I know they own they, at least they like own two. ABC. I know. Yeah, they own ABC, and I think they own one other one of the other mainstream media companies too. And so it's like there's a lot of like influence that Disney have on our everyday thinking, like significantly. And that's what's more scary to me. It's not scary necessarily that like I mean, obviously monopolies are scary because then it limits the competition and it causes allows them to kind of do things without really any competition and then we lose lose content higher prices etc etc whatever but like what's more scary to me is that their ability to like to shape our thinking and so that's why See, we're very answer. we're very vulnerable at this point See, that, that's right. that's another thing too that i mentioned when we we're talking about spider-man the first time but like do you guys remember me telling you about the uh fact that if if sony were bought by apple then the rights would go to Disney automatically for Spider-Man. Did I tell you all about that? Yeah, you, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, so that that's what's really sketchy, though. If you want to talk about being sketchy as a monopoly, because all Disney has to do is just slide money to Apple. Hey, go buy Sony. You know. Well, but I mean, that's we don't have enough information at all to know why Disney uh, they would buy uh, Sony would buy Apple or vice versa. Uh, and from actually, in hindsight, I was thinking about that the other day too. I think what happened, what can happen, we don't know is that in the contract when uh, Sony bought Spider-Man, if it changes hands, basically if Sony relinquishes rights, it instantly goes back to Marvel. So I think that's what can happen in theory. I don't know though. But again, we don't know why Sony would buy or Apple would buy Sony. So the idea of like Disney slipping money to Apple to buy Sony, it's like, but we don't know the purpose of why they would do that. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. We can move past that though, but I don't know. The, uh, it's just, it's a big... That is a situation where there could be some government interference or, you know, regulation involved yeah. because, like, essentially that'd be just like a shell corporation, you know, like if Disney gave money to Apple for Apple to buy something from Sony, then essentially that's just Disney buying that. Well, Apple right doesn't there. need Apple doesn't need the money, but I mean, they. they I mean, every they company can. can I know, use but the if money. I give money to well, AJ yeah. to buy something from you, then really did AJ buy it at all? No, I mean I bought it, right? That, that's what I'm saying. That's where I think that the government can step in and say, no, there's some fishiness going on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. yeah. It's conspiracy level. Yeah. It's anyway, so we're going to yeah. follow the money. But yeah, go ahead. Let's go we're going to move time. past this. Um, <laughs> our, something that we wanted to talk about this week, I, I think it'd be fun. We On the Stuga cast, 
we used to do this thing that I, I enjoyed was like, we'd come up with like a top 10 list or top th- uh, three list of stuff. I remember we did uh top three games, uh, villains. I think we did, what else? We did toys, which I totally forgot about. Toys. Yeah. Um, so something that well, I thought would be, that was the toy hall of fame and that was, that was a hall of, that was that good. That was hilarious. We could probably, <laughs> yeah. we could probably redo that. <laughs> It's been a minute. We can probably no, do, that be, no, do, you remember, do you remember how it got? Like, because there was uh, at the time there was like introductees to the Hall of Fame at that time, like the actual toy Hall of Fame, like that exists in the world. And Sterling was on that podcast, and his oh my god, Sterling! If if you want to talk about Matt being just kind of ridiculous, Sterling was trying to induct things that were the, the stupidest. He crap. said, "I can't remember." And the, the recordings are gone now. He had, yeah, he's like a pile of leaves, and then he said like cardboard a box. string. Yeah, a cardboard box. He was trolling. Yeah, no, there's no way he wasn't trolling. But he's like, no, do you know? Because I used to play the pile of leaves all the time. It's like you can't just put a pile of leaves in an exhibit at the Toy Hall of Fame. That's not the way that works. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure he was just trolling. Possibly, but um, so, so this one, what's what's the sign, AJ? What are we doing this time? So for this, I thought it'd be kind of fun. Dip into a little nostalgia here. Uh, top three media from our childhood. And so we we talked a tiny bit about what that could even mean. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's up to you to decide what that like what makes something uh, big in your childhood. So for me, I was thinking of something that like kind of what influenced me most because those are your developmental years. What happened? What media in my childhood really helped shape something about me that, in one way or another, still shows today. Mm-hmm. So, so that's how um, you're doing it. That's that's, that's how, how I'm doing. You don't have to do that. It's just maybe just something you really liked. But something from your childhood that was impactful, I guess, is a good way to put it. Hmm. All right. So, uh, um, you just want to do one at a time? Or do all three sure, yeah, at a time? Sure, yeah. I think we do or? one at a time. We'll go around. All right. Sounds good. Um, I guess I'll start then. Go um, right ahead. My, one of the things, I, I don't know if it necessarily influenced, like, I, I'm not sure that it would necessarily be reflective of, like, my, <laughs> my personality necessarily, but, like, in terms of things that I had spent a lot of time doing and also something that like I I really enjoyed as a kid was the um, Ratchet and Clank series. Yeah. Uh, that's something that I spent a lot of time on. And I and I I don't even know, man, because I, I thought about this for a bit. I, I didn't want to have like three games or three shows. I was trying to kind of have some variety in terms of mine. But really, it could be like maybe, <laughs> maybe not the right answer to the question necessarily, but like essentially ps1 and ps2 games was Mm -hmm. like i could name like three of them like sly cooper jack and daxter and ratchet and clank though i mean those this is maybe like one of my three things was like uh, essentially the ps2 games that i played uh, as a kid and those are the three that i played the most and so yeah i mean i i still I, i wish i could go back and play those games more i think i saw a video the other day that was like kind of recapping like what happened in those games and man like it just brought back so many memories of playing like sly cooper i i want to go back and play that game so much i like i we actually uh moved our ps3 um from the living room into our bedroom the other day and i still had like sly cooper and jack and daxter in those cases right in our little entertainment center it's like oh god i gotta play this game again like uh, (laughs) i think i heard that the ps5 was gonna have backwards backwards compatibility like all the way back to ps1 games yeah. Um, so if that's the case, then yeah, I'm going to be playing those games again. So, um, yeah, I don't know. If, like I said, I don't think it really reflects my personality today or if it was like significantly influential in terms of my behavior, but it was something that like, 
I mean, if it, if it had hour counters, it had to have been at least like six to seven hours a day, like as a kid that I was playing those games, you know, so. I got you. But yeah, so that's it. Cool. Um, Dude, um, I'm the same way with uh, Smash Bros. Smash Bros. was just like. Just one of your three? Yeah. Smash, okay. Smash Bros. definitely got me into video games, playing those every day. Like, um, I was a Nintendo kid growing up, but I, I remember I, I had smash 64 on the nintendo 64 and then for some dumb reason i decided to sell my 64 for a gamecube and got smash bros melee immediately and they're talking about hour counters mine's probably triple what you had darren <laughs> that was like the game i played the most but yeah nintendo had a huge influence on my life all their games nice i gotcha that's cool that's a big deal i um I share a lot what you guys said. I really enjoyed uh, the Nintendo stuff because it was Nintendo was like one of those things where my parents and this I mean even exists today, but like my parents can blind me blindly buy any Nintendo game, and they know it's gonna be <laughs> like safe for me. Um, again, conservative Christian household. So yeah, that that was a that was a huge one. Ratchet and Clank were, was another one. There was like a colorful cartoon. Clearly, it has to be okay. And right. uh, I, my PS2 was one of my was probably the the console I played the most as a little kid. Uh, so mine, uh, one of them, and this is not a troll is, uh, VeggieTales that for real <laughs> had a huge impact on me. Cause that was, uh, I reiterate is conservative Christian household. Uh, it was the first time like I saw like something that I've seen a ton of before thousands of, Oh, here's a story of David and Goliath. Here's, yeah, yeah. uh, but like it was presented in a really unique way. Right. That was like, how do we make this thing that sucks like learning about this story? Yes. I've heard this story now. Guess what? <laughs> David wins. Spoiler. How do we do this in a way that is fresh, effective, and still gets the thing that the, the point across that we're trying to get across uh, in a way that is accessible to both like mindless children and adults who are watching the kids. Right. So like I watched a ton of VeggieTales. I, I think I, I might've stopped watching finally like, when I was, I think it's 15 or something way too old. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was just like, yeah, it was always on. There was always something like I was, if I babysit a little kid, I'm putting on veggie tails. Like, so that definitely influenced my, how I think I try to think creatively at least hmm. like something that is mundane or you typical, like say a stream. How do we do, uh, do that in a way that's different? So that's, I don't know, that's cool. just, that was something for sure that was influential to me. They, me. Me and Brandy, my sister, we grew up watching it too. I think my parents still have the Veggie Chills VHS tapes somewhere at my parents' house. I, this is actually really funny. <laughs> the other day, I was thinking of the song that goes like, Oh no, what you gonna do? The king likes Daniel, Daniel more, more than me, than me you. and you. Yeah, oh no, exactly. what you gonna do? We gotta get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was thinking about that song, and so like I pulled it up on our TV and played it on YouTube. <laughs> and what's funny about that is that we left and went to dinner, and so like YouTube kept on suggesting other VeggieTales videos. So I have like on my home screen for youtube i have like tons of suggested videos that are all like old veggie tales songs it's hilarious Dude, that's awesome i still sing the other day i was singing the cheeseburger song in my car i don't know what brought it on what subliminal thing hit my brain where i was just started singing the the uh the cheeseburger yeah. song it's Yo, so good. my, cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, knowledge yeah. of veggie tales lore is wasted 
It was such a waste of my brain. <laughs> I can't, I can't forget it. I'll forget like my big, like, like people who know me know I'm awful with names. I'm like real life people's names. Like I'll shake hands with someone and immediately forget their name, but I'll never forget like the lyrics to a VeggieTales song back when yeah. I was working like six years old. Sure. That's fine. All right. Darren, what's your, uh, your number two? This is in no order for me, by the way. So, if Oh it, yeah. If it... Not in order for me either. All right. Um, but probably the second thing, um, SpongeBob. I, hey. I, I, that was one of my I totally ones. overlooked that. Uh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I, I watched SpongeBob freaking daily as a kid. I mean, like Dude. all the time. Like, I, there's no way that I haven't seen at least. I, I don't know if there's. Are they still making SpongeBob? Is that like? I think, I think they still are. I think that, that's yeah. crazy to me. Like, I can't believe like that and Simpsons. Like, how are they still have fresh content for those shows? But they're doing. I guess. But even SpongeBob's harder though because it's not like SpongeBob isn't political. Like, you know, isn't topical like Simpsons is. You know, so like, I don't nonsense. know how they can how they can continue to have like funny things for SpongeBob and Patrick to say. But yeah, I mean, basically, no matter where I was, if I was at my house at my grandma's, whatever, like they all knew that I loved wearing SpongeBob. Like I had SpongeBob in underpants. Like I had like a little lampshade that was like SpongeBob. Like I freaking loved SpongeBob. And uh, Dude, I, yeah. I still quote him today. Oh, I mean everyone does. Like, yeah. Every day, yeah, at least I get one SpongeBob quote out. Yeah, <laughs> I, we, I just did a hash slinging slasher bit earlier in this episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did the uh, Patrick in the wallet thing too. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Dude, SpongeBob is probably the. If I had to pick one medium of meme, SpongeBob I think is the most versatile. Dude, there's so many memes that come from SpongeBob. I, I used the like SpongeBob being angry meme. Like I'm gonna find it real quick on my phone. Overtime. Yeah. Do, do, do y'all think that <laughs> Gary Snail? <laughs> do y'all think the new SpongeBob movie is gonna be any good? It's the one with I, Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I mean, I haven't watched SpongeBob like. Ac- I actually watched SpongeBob well, in okay, years. Let me let me ask another question. Are you gonna go see it? No. Oh, <laughs> this one. <laughs> What's that one from? What's the episode? I think it's uh. Well, I don't actually know. I'm not sure. Oh man, I'm I'm racking my brain right now. <laughs> but yeah, I use that today. Like like you said, like SpongeBob is definitely the most versatile versatile when it comes to memes. Like man, it just so many good memes come from SpongeBob. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really. I wasn't uh, taking the same approach that you were, AJ, in terms of like influential in ter- to your being. My mm-hmm. last one, maybe I could make you kind of stretch it to make it I mean, work that way. But yeah, I didn't take the same approach as you did when I was thinking about my answers. So, but yeah, yeah I, I, just things that were really cool in my childhood that like I spent a lot of time doing or you know viewing that kind of stuff. And so, you, definitely, Small Drop was one of them. So, well, I'm gonna skip to my third one because <laughs> someone stole my second one. What was it? But, um, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> he, uh, Star Wars is my third one. Star Wars. Dude, got I was me... this close to picking Star Wars, dude. Dude, I. That's what got me into, uh, sci-fi and like how this world, like adventures and stories and stuff. Like I, I just recently watched. Uh, this is nothing close to Star Wars, but the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fantasy and not real but so um but it's definitely a huge impact because i like i've played all the star wars games watched all the movies uh wasn't huge like i wasn't a huge fan of the original trilogy like the very first three ones okay when i was little when i was little Okay, I was about to say now, like that's the thing I'm, that I'm not everyone in universally like likes. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying now. I'm saying when I was little because they they mm. didn't have all the big flashiness as the first trilogy or the 
pre trilogy did. Mm. So is it I okay? Know, but... I was talking to some of my dad. I, I I don't really particularly like Star Wars. I know I'm like I'm on a genre geek channel, so I should. I mean, that should be like the a default choice when it comes to geekiness is liking Star Wars. But I'm just not a big fan of it. But with that said, my dad said that he didn't think that the number like one, two, and three, the prequel, I guess as it's called, was ever actually planned, and it was an afterthought after they made four, five, and six. Is that the case, or is there any proof it's, to that? Well technical okay so what happened was the first star wars the very first like in real irl never yes, made part number four, four was just called star wars initially right absolutely when it was in theaters it was just called star wars and then right. when they did part uh when they made a second star wars movie that's when they changed they went back and changed the names of star wars to episode four new hope right and then part five which is the empire right uh so they george lucas said and i don't know how much i believe him <clears throat> that they the story he wanted to tell with the original with the chronological one two and three they he wanted to wait for technology to catch up before he could finally do it Hmm. uh Uh, i don't know how much i believe him uh it's still george lucas so i think he had the plan for one two and three i don't know if he had the details exactly figured out uh because there's little hints uh, or I say little hints, like there's little things that are said in the original trilogy that end up becoming big in the next, in the prequels where like okay. Obi-Wan is like when uh, Luke first gets his lightsaber, uh, his, uh, his dad's lightsaber, Obi-Wan's like, yeah, your dad and I fought alongside each other during the clone wars. It's done. It's said in passing. And that was shot back in the seventies. And now, I mean, they have uh, literally the second movies called the clone wars and they have the whole cartoon series of the clone wars. Like it's a huge thing. That came from so there, yeah, so. like th- that 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 could either be like actually intentional, like they had the, the they had the entire universe and the stories all pre-written, and then they just like gave us a little piece, or it could be just that like, hey, let's try to use this as a way to make some more, you know what I mean? Like they could just like in in, in retrospect yeah. had you know made those. I, you know. I think you're right somewhat, but like I said, I don't think he had. Uh, like George Lucas was like, okay, so in the first movie we're gonna have Darth Maul who's gonna show up, he's gonna fight Qui Gon Jinn. I think he had an idea of, okay, so origin of Darth Vader, let's go with him as a kid in the first movie, teenager, young adult in the second movie, and then his fall will be in the third movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was like for years, uh, kind of building upon that. Yeah. So I don't know hundred percent. Yeah. I would like to go cool. back and do more Clone Wars stuff. Like I want a Disney plus series that's like the band of brothers, but it's a Clone Wars clone squad. And their stories. That could be cool. That's all, that's all I want. I, I mean, want like, Clone uh, Wars stuff. I my favorite part of Star Wars is always the not main stuff. Like the Mandalorian was loved, and because it's not freaking like the end of the, the universe, Skywalker. fate of the galaxy. Yeah, like it's just yeah. it's good story. Like the universe is cool. It, just show me life in this universe. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Yeah, Star Wars. I was very very close to picking Star Wars for my uh from one of mine. So my second one is, I say Spider-Man, is, uh, ironically enough. Hmm. Uh, he's the character that got me into comic books. He's the character that, I mean, like, I, I already mentioned the previous podcast. Where, <laughs> yeah, and you can look behind AJ to his left. Yeah, look and... at all my crap of Spider-Man <laughs> and Deadpool and, yeah. and all that. Like, there's just... I wonder yeah, how he, that influenced AJ's life. <laughs> yeah. Just so much money later. So yeah, he, as a... 
as a character. I mean, I, I remember there were book fairs and uh, I still have it actually. It's uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's bottom on my shelf. I have, a, it's ragged now, this giant physically giant, like not thick, but like giant book that uh, is just the history of Spider-Man, like in real life. Like he, like the first comic written amazing fantasy that featured him, like all this stuff oh, about him. Cool. And I'm just like, I enjoyed it. I was in like fourth grade and hmm. it was like a book fair thing. And I'm like, like that. And so like he, Liking Spider-Man was like the slow transition that made me realize how much I liked comic books and like comic book characters and superheroes, that kind of stuff. So he was for sure the first character that really got me its hooks into me and got me into hmm. this. Nice. So, yeah. Um, last one, Darren. Yeah, my last one uh, was Toy Story. Uh, hey. Toy, Toy Story <laughs> as a franchise, like, man, I, this is actually one that like actually genuinely like... I feel, and then I, I not say that it influences me necessarily, like even to this day, but like, I know that when I first was watching the toy story, uh, it's, I mean, this is so cheesy, but you know, it's like I, everyone that is around my age, you know, like was around the same age when toy story came out. And mm-hmm. so like, and was also around the same age as Andy, you know, as a kid. So he's playing with all those toys and that kind of stuff. You're like, Oh, that's cool. And then like, dude, I used to burst into my room hoping to catch my toys <laughs> and like they were oh, just yeah. going to collapse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, like. But like you know, you go to the movie theater and you watch this movie, and it's the same age kid. Obviously, directed at kids that age at the time, you know. And so that was, you know, I had all the toys. I had Buzz Lightyear and Woody, and you know that kind of stuff. And um, you know, I I was just like any other kid. You know, I wouldn't say like that was like a, a giant, like the biggest Toy Story fan necessarily. But, you know, like I, I really enjoyed the movies, and you know, like anybody else. Um, but then what really, really got to me was obviously like I'm sure like others, and the third movie, um, whenever they released it, and it was you know, 10, 12 years later, you know, so then everyone that was that age is now the same age as Andy at this point in time, which obviously was intentional. Um, but like a lot of people were sad when the, the toys were going down the fire, you know, like, like they all held, held hands and like they said, they, they cried. I didn't yeah, cry. To them. A, I, you I freaking robot. Sad. No, I wasn't <laughs> sad at all about that point. I was sad the, at the time afterwards, whenever the toys got, got to Andy's house and Andy gave his toys to the Bonnie little girl that ends up being in the fourth movie. That's when I was sad. I was, was that was also sad. But I no, I wasn't sad. I mean, it was fine. It's just, they're toys, dude. It's fine. I wasn't ex- sad with it. Dude, it's children's toys accepting their fate that they're gonna die, and yeah, it's it was, okay as long as they're together. But, That's some adult but, stuff, dude. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but no one, no one thought that they were going to die. There's no chance that a children's movie and the ends with these it kids got going pretty to the, darn close. No, it's also the third I was, movie. If they were, I was if never they were gonna go in trilogies, it could have been the no end of it all. Chance that they would ever end a children's franchise with toys being burned in a furnace <laughs> there's no chance i had no concern that they were dying Dude, that scene. did you see that prank that uh, some guy did to his i think his mom where he edited toy story 3 she didn't see she hadn't seen it yet oh, but he yes, edited toy story yes, 3 so that after it looks like they're going into the fire and then it fades and the credits ends. start to roll <laughs> <laughs> she's like so I, and then she's like oh my god he's like yeah that's messed up right <laughs> <laughs> that's gold but yeah, that might like, be my favorite prank ever yeah that's really solid but i mean i know that whenever i was in in the movie theater watching that movie like obviously the, the intention was to like you know draw people out that age but then it was like holy crap like that was essentially the moment that I felt like I was like, I'm not a kid anymore. You know, it was like <laughs> the loss of innocence. <laughs> I really did. It was like, I mean, I was like probably 18 or 19 years old whenever toy story three came out, maybe a little bit younger. I'm not sure, but it was like, 
you know, I got toys in my closet I haven't played with in, you know, in eight years. Like, what happened <laughs> to my childhood, you know? And I started looking back, and I was like, I went home, like, again, like, as an 18 or 19-year-old, went home and looked at my closet, all my toys. And I was like, oh, I've been playing these every single day. You're right. That's why I take care of my toys. That's why I got them in a nice, fancy glass box behind me now. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. It was just one of those things that was, like, almost like a um, – a wake up call, I guess it was like, holy crap. Like I'm not like, I'm not a kid anymore. And I always said, I think that was maybe the intention of the movie. I don't know necessarily, but it was, it was really, I, I was really sad for like a week. I was like, what the crap? Like, this is like, um, <laughs> I feel, I don't know. I mean, obviously I'm not, I'm not a kid. I have a house. I have a child. I have cars and you know, those kind of things and a job and whatever. Right. And so it's like, but I guess at, at that point in time, you know, I was, I still felt like a kid, but I was just like, kind of transitioning you know i had a girlfriend you know i was going and hanging out with part in parties and that kind of stuff oh, i really I said, brag about it yeah yeah I, actually <laughs> i've never actually been to a party in my life i don't know you know why i said parties i was just saying things that people well, do screw you darren i called but we had parties <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about parties aren't just i mean i guess i don't not the, the stereotypical parties we didn't go right to ragers and like meth on people's belly buttons and stuff like that wasn't our parties <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I don't know. I, that shows you my ignorance of parties. Does that happen? I don't know. Doing but meth on belly buttons? Oh my God. You know, you got to cook it, right? So you just like, got like a, a lighter next to someone's belly button, like a spoon doing it. Okay. So that's okay. That's, that's our request. So all three of us are going to Waco in like three weeks. I want someone to have meth on their belly button at the party. <laughs> you want to raise your dare and careful what you wish for. Guess who's bringing meth? That was a long, that's, your bar for like a party it's not like oh you gotta have a bunch of girls you gotta have a bunch of alcohols no who's doing meth <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's the whole point is that i have no idea i've never actually been to a real party so i don't know what goes on at parties i so i can only imagine like i've seen johnny cash i've seen walk the line and they have weird parties in that movie so your gauge of like johnny Ca- like your gauge of parties is johnny cash level freaking parties where he's doing bumps of coke on stage and stuff. or like from the social network is another example where you're like where there you go. justin timberlake is like doing cocaine off of a girl's like or shots out of a girl's belly button like I don't there know. you go yeah i'm just i got nothing man okay next topic please or next person. okay my last one because matt you did yours already uh it sort of is part of what matt said but it's very it's more specific than that my third one is knights of the old republic the hmm. game on the og game on the og xbox that game literally took me years to finish huh. more so than it should have i'm watching a, a an lp of it right now on youtube and it's there's 99 episodes in half hour segments so long time long game but it took me years to finish it because i was a little kid didn't know how to play so i went from playing like crash bandicoot and like ridge racer to knights of the old republic which is the first like i'll call it an rpg game yeah uh like that where it's like you literally like you you decide everything and so you go you kill a bunch of dudes and collect their loot all right well how do you want to spend your money do you want to buy new armor all right well switch that armor out because that armor is better whatever like oh don't because this is better when it's uh there's more synergy between these two pieces of equipment like it's crazy the amount of detail in that game and it literally took me years because i was just like there's like three or there's more than three there's like a bunch of planets in that first game and it's fairly it's a little bit linear where like complete three main objectives and then you can progress to the next level 
and you can't go back. So you just, you progress, progress, and then end of the game. But like, I remember, uh, the big thing of it is you can go, you get light side points and dark side points, uh, do something good. Cause you chat with people like, Hey, help me. And you get a bunch of chat boxes of like, how can I help you? Uh, yeah. what's in it for me? Die is <laughs> like one of them. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> um, I remember like there was a moment in the game where you're in a cantina and you have like these like weird, they're called Twi'leks, like the big alien. They're, they're kind of human, except they're like green or blue. And they have like the big tentacles coming out of their heads. Uh, she comes up to you, a Twi'lek chick comes up to you and she's like, uh, I'm trying to become a dancer here, but I need a dance partner. Will you please help me? And I'm like, you, you can't, uh, ignore that quest. So you're like, sure. So you go there and, uh, you get, there's like three times where you can like continue dancing, dance too close, fall, like whatever. And I, I kept screwing up on purpose to get dark side points. Cause obviously because, uh, who I was, I really wanted to just have be an evil character in a game. Uh, I remember like there's a part where like, you, you fail three times and then like the guy's like, we're not going to hire you. You suck. And so like he, they all leave and it's just you and the chick in the room. And she's like, I asked you to help me and like you purposefully screwed up. Like if you fell once or twice, fine, but you literally every time kept failing. It's like, you really like screwed my dream. She like ran out. And I remember that hit me really hard as a kid. And I'm like, there are like, it was, it's weird. But that was the moment I'm like, there are consequences for my actions. (laughs) (laughs) That's what did it for you. Yeah. Like like that was my toy story three where I'm like, Oh no, they're like they're they're, they're like this is real. Like there's yeah. life here. Yeah, it's like so your like, mom yeah. like told you you don't put your hand on the stove when you're like you to put the hand on the stove. And you're like, hey, mm-hmm. this is fine. But then you go to you you make a, a girl fall or you fall you make an you... NPC <laughs> hurt an NPC's feelings in a game. It's like and I'm like holding like, the controller and I'm like, what have I done? <laughs> it's like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is like my entire life I didn't matter. Moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's whenever you realize that you actually existed is whenever yeah, it was <laughs> that game and plus i mean just mechanically from the game it was the most advanced game i ever played at that point and that definitely like sparked my interest of playing more advanced games so star wars knights of the old republic specifically one because i didn't play part two as much as i probably should have and should now but so that's hmm. that uh so those are our top three in media from our childhood yeah uh or over time here so we'll kind of wrap up <clears throat> i know for sure if you wanted to answer an email so in that meme we got if you want to send us an email by the way send us one at genregeekscast at gmail.com and you yeah. can have your your letter read like this <clears throat> dear geek geek and geeky thank you for answering which my question geek and which one was geek and which one is geeky i don't know i think it's like an ed ed Nettie type bit i know which one is we needed to figure out who's who you tell us, but you know, yeah. <laughs> the person who sent this email, who is geek, who is geek, who is geeky. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, thank you for answering my question. I would watch your guys' podcast live if you did it on Twitch. Well, I don't think you're watching us live right now, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Where you at, Wayne? Where you at? I know we didn't announce it until we were already in the middle of it, but <laughs> you should have known. Uh, <laughs> A real fan knows. What games would you guys play? Uh, I mean, this yeah, is like something we can kind of answer, games. like... Yeah. If we were to start streaming games like instead of just the podcast, I mean, I think the ones that we would probably play are the more party ones. Yeah. For us, it would just be more fun. So like golf uh, with friends, not or... go- golf friends, pummel party. Yeah. Uh, human fall flat or something. I don't know. Those kind of like fun goofy. little goofy Definitely. games. If you have games that you think that 
we would play and have fun with, definitely let us know. Yeah. Nothing with too much skill because I suck. Uh, <laughs> AJ sucks. AJ what games do you guys play? Sucks. Darren, your new voice is great. Unfortunately, thanks. Still not spelt correctly. Oh. <laughs> uh, Come on, Wade. Darren, your new voice is great. Now Matt just needs to fix his. <laughs> I need to work on everything. Uh, your camera I drive sucks a, too, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> you look a lot like Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I drive a lot for work, and so I enjoy listening to your podcast. Do you guys like anime? If so, what do you think of the newest Dragon Ball game? No, I'm yeah, I'm not much of an anime person, but I have seen gameplay for it. The gameplay mechanics are cool, but that's all I really got to say about it. Yeah, I'm not like crazy in world. anime. I know a little bit. I watched Dragon Ball as a kid. Uh, I watched Kenichi. I watched. I watched a few things. I have a few manga on my shelf, like Battle Royale and uh, Old Boy. So. No, nah, I don't really watch. Like I have friends, like Heath and Lee are huge into anime, like One Punch Man. Uh, I watched a bit of an anime called Parasite, but anyway, I just I'm not huge into it. I don't play feel the, like you know. <clears throat> I, it, a lot of the things that I like would suggest that I also like anime, but I have watched some of it and I don't really like it. So I got nothing for you, Wayne. Sorry, man. Yeah, I, sorry, I, I never really watched Dragon Ball Z or played it or anything, so I got nothing for that. Either. The most I watched was Dragon Ball Z. Um, I didn't play the newest game, but I have seen some things on it. It's the whole, it's Kakarot. So it's just Goku. And so, I mean, that's cool. I played a bit of Dragon Ball fighter. That's the, hmm. the fighter. Lee Shore swears by that one. Yeah. Uh, sorry to so, disappoint Wayne. Uh, if so, what, what do you think of the newest Dragon Ball game? My question for the show is this, I'm going to stop you right there. Wayne, you've asked like three questions at this <laughs> point, <laughs> which I don't mind, dude. I, we appreciate the support. We appreciate yeah. you reaching out. Absolutely. My question for the show is this. I play a lot of games, but not a lot of variety. What genre games do you guys enjoy? Keep up the great work from Wayne Clarkson. P.S. Here's a meme I made for Matt. <laughs> and then, so go find that meme. If you're listening to this and haven't seen it yet and you're not watching the stream, it's on our Facebook page. It's, it's perfect. So what uh, genre games do you guys enjoy? I enjoy RPGs, uh, anything, any kind of action. Uh, I like the grindy game. I know Darren doesn't, but the grindy games like Borderlands where you like have to like get certain gear. I don't know why, but I always like having something to do in my games other than just story. So um, those are like my main ones. Gotcha. I like every game type except for the one that Matt described. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I I don't mind. I like there are certain grinding games that I enjoy. Um, but like one perfect example of a grinding game that I don't enjoy is like Monster Hunter World, where mm-hmm. you or like uh, Diablo is essentially like the first the first two Diablo games. Like I used to enjoy watching my dad play that, but like I've played it like since then, and it's essentially just like go to a place, kill a thing, get loot, repeat. And then, except for then, like, your loot scales up, and then the bosses, or, like, the monsters scale up, and that's essentially it. That's all that happens. And you get new abilities, you get better skills, whatever, and that just bores me to tears. Um, But I think, to answer your question, though, Wayne, the things that I like the most are, like, dynamic strategy games. So what I mean by that is the games that, like, you have to be adapting your strategy as the game plays. Um, so like some examples of that would be like civilization, um, overwatch, um, like essentially uh, like, like counter-strike, um, 
to a lesser extent Rocket League. I don't I don't I'm not sure that that necessarily is dynamically. It, it is dynamic, but it, there's not as much strategy as the other games I mentioned necessarily. Like, there is significant strategy, but it's more more skill than it is strategy. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, so basically, or, or like Magic: The Gathering is something I really enjoy, like in terms of either in paper or in per, or online. But yeah, anything that like I have to be like actively thinking about what I'm doing and like making the best decision, like trying to be the most efficient, and that's that's a big reason why I like board games so much too, because I can sit there and like occupy my brain, like okay, if I do this, then this happens, and this, like so that's kind of the way that I, I the, the things that I enjoy the most are like things that I have actively actively be thinking about what I'm doing every single turn. So, gotcha. Um, I as of late, my tastes have changed. Uh, I prefer more arcade games if I'm playing video games. So. uh I, I guess I'll call Overwatch kind of arcadey. It's just it's fast paced. Uh, mm-hmm. com- it's competitive, like just basically fast paced kind of arcadey games. I've been playing a lot of Clash Royale on my phone. Uh, it's a good poop game if you're taking your poop. <laughs> um, they time that on perfectly, dude. Then a match in Clash is like two to three minutes, so they know. <laughs> Dang, they know. Are you poop fast? I mean, okay, yes. If you're, you can do it too. If you're effectively pooping. And this is a whole different topic that I definitely want to have a conversation <laughs> of. If you're effectively, I'm, I'm pointing at your face, by the way, as I'm doing this. Uh, effectively pooping, it should take maybe four minutes. Four like you're not, minutes? If you're not you got just some you're, freaking sphincter muscles, So dude. you're telling me that for, for whatever time you're pooping, that you're like just long coils just constantly coming out? Or no, you just... Okay, pit, no, play, play. no. But like no one poops for like whatever 360 seconds straight necessarily like that's a long time but i'm saying but there's a process you know you got to sit down you got to warm yourself up you know you gotta- like i said man i'm not <laughs> i'm not a gentleman about it i just go in do my business and then bounce dude it's a process for me i really enjoy it it's something that it's me time you know what i mean and you know so and brandy if you treat knows it like that. that then yeah <laughs> I just enjoy it, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm, I'm not there to do anything but enjoy myself and enjoy the poop that's coming out of my body. You know what I mean? Okay, next topic. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for the email, Wayne. Uh, we have another we really one. You appreciate said, or no? I think that was it. Actually, I looked, oh, okay, that was gotcha. it. Uh, we really appreciate the uh, the support. So that's gonna wrap this episode up of the Genre Geeks. Uh, if again, if you want to send us an email, send us an email at genregeekscast at gmail.com. If you guys want to check us out on Facebook, I have the Instagram up. I haven't posted anything yet, but if you want to hit us up on Instagram at genre geeks, then do that. And follow us on next Twitch. Time, follow yeah. us on Twitch. Yeah. Check uh, us out let on us Twitch. know how this works. Yeah. We're doing this for you yeah. guys. Not necessarily us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's fun. It's, I enjoyed it. I think it's a little bit different experience than what we're used it's to. You know, definitely different. And that's going to take a bit of use. <laughs> we used to do the, the Stuga cast in person. So that was obviously we were just talking, you know, this is the first time we've ever actually done anything like on a webcam. Uh, at least me and AJ uh, this, mm-hmm. in this case, but um, Matt's it's... a cam girl. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you get two grand over two grand in your bank account? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, again, like we said at the beginning of the episode, if you would prefer to watch it on Twitch, then that's another platform you can watch us on. You know, you can maybe again, if we get viewers on a regular basis, then you can come in and you can give us questions live and we'll answer them live. That's kind of cool. Um, otherwise, then yeah, it's just something you watch back and see our reaction and see, I don't know, how stupid we look in person, that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. anyways, AJ, wrap it up, man. Yep. So until next time, bye. <laughs>